Hey, come on in, everybody. It's time for the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast, a ministry of Cross Point Church, but open to all. Even if you've never heard of Cross Point Church, we're glad you're here. And if you're one of our um, regular listeners, thank you for sticking with the program over the years. And if you're new to it, welcome. Um, what we do is simple. We take a verse of the day, just trying to come alongside you um, when we can to be a part, just a part, not the whole thing, but a part of your commitment to the habits of the Christian life. And one of those foundational habits is the Word of God. Um, without God's Word, our Christian life is going to be very anemic, very baseless. We really have to get into the Scripture um, to ground us, to inform us, to help us understand God. You know, we just need it. There really is no way around that. Um, we need it. We get to do it. I agree with that, but it is vital. Okay? And this program is just a small part of that. We don't, this will not replace your regular engagement with Scripture, but I hope it will come alongside and, and give you a taste for some things. Maybe you'll hear some reading strategies. Maybe you'll hear some observations. We give suggestions for further reading and things like that. Okay? So that's just the part we'd like to play. And if you know anybody who could use just that little jump in their um, Bible reading, why not send them our way? Uh, we don't make any money off this podcast. We just do it because we love you and love the people of God and want to get in the Scripture. And you know what? I enjoy doing it. <laughs> it helps me a lot. Um, it gets me into my verses every single day and uh, just helps me a lot. So I hope uh, you will enjoy today's. All right, let's get going. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 3. Okay, so you're headed towards the end of your Bible, getting almost to Jude and Revelation. You're going to be turning all the way to the back of your Bible to um, John has three short letters at the end. This is the longest of all of them by far, but still pretty short as far as New Testament letters go. And it's 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to be in verse 18, okay? 1 John 3, 18, I'll read it, and then uh, we'll dive in. So it says here, little children, which is John's uh, a way he seems to like to address his church. He's not literally just talking to little kids, okay? You need to know that if you're not familiar with John's ways here. He's referring to all of us, you know, these these people in uh, the church he's writing to, but also, you know, all followers of Christ as little children, which is pretty cool. You know, Jesus said, unless you become like a child, uh, you will in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. And so um, John is not trying to talk down to or belittle them in any way. This is a um, term of endearment. It's a um, it's telling them who they are in the kingdom of God. It's a hopeful thing. He's not talking down to anyone or, or trying to elevate himself, okay? So it's just important to keep all that in. So he says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Um, these are good instructions if you know some context and if you understand what John is getting at. And I love that because this is a good um, verse for us to sharpen our skills with context because now I'm asking you if you're pretty familiar with Scripture to use your imagination a little bit, and then there might be some of you out there who aren't that familiar with it, and this is already occurring to you, where you're thinking, let us not love in word or talk. Well, does that mean I should never? Is there something wrong with uh, using loving words? Is there something wrong with talking to someone in a loving way? No. We will learn from the context why 
um, John is putting it this way. So this is not let us never love in word or talk, but indeed in truth. Instead, this is a corrective he's bringing um, to our tendency to just say and talk like we love each other but not do it, okay? So let's go back um, up in context and see if we can make this out. So I think we can go up even all the way up to verse 11. So we're still in 1 John chapter 3, but let's go up to verse 11, and let's see what John was talking about in the first place, all right? For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. All right? This is coming from Jesus, right? He said, this, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. Also, Jesus would use the example of how he treated his disciples, you know, how he loved them lovingly corrected them, lovingly worked and lived with them, washed their feet, forgave their issues, taught them. Okay, for this is the message you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain. This is going back to the Old Testament. Cain and Abel, first two brothers. Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. Cain was jealous of his brother Abel. And instead of taking care of him, forgiving him, or learning from him, instead he killed his brother to get rid of the fact that Abel was making Cain look bad. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds, Cain's, were evil and his brothers were righteous. Okay, He didn't like the comparison. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. There's that expansion, repetition of Jesus' command to us, to his disciples, to love one another. And this will make us different than the world we lived in, we live in now. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but love, self-effacing, humble love for one another is not exactly characterizing our culture right now. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. There's a death in this world. In our culture, there's death. And it's causing people's love to grow cold for one another and for people to hate each other. That's the culture we live in. And when we escape out of it because of giving our lives to Christ and that love and new life that the Holy Spirit brings to us, it shows itself in love towards one another. And that's where John's taking us, so let's stick with him. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. What does that mean? Is he just getting extreme? Is John throwing bombs here? No, he's just saying that when we really hate someone, then the desire that's in our heart, whether we would carry it out or not, or whether fear of the law or you know other things would keep us from doing it, what our intention in our heart is when we hate someone is we just wish they did not exist. We wish they were not there. We would like to get rid of them. And of course, there's no more permanent way to get rid of someone than murder. And that's the, that is why he's pulling on that Cain and Abel story. Cain hated his brother, did not want to be seen in comparison to him, and did not want him around, so he murdered him. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. You can't have eternal life. You can't say you're, you have eternal life bubbling up from inside or that you see eternal life coming into you and through you from God if what you'd like to do is get rid of other people. Okay, coming to know God and his love for us and that he died for us instead of killing us. <laughs> you know, it's the exact opposite has set this love free in our hearts so that when we see that we can know we are a part of Jesus. Okay, now verse 16, we're going to get into why we are being told not to love in word or talk, but indeed in truth. I think you guys can see a lot of it already because we're talking about the things people do. Not just what they say. He's talking about the way we love. We know Cain was a murderer because he killed his brother. We know we have passed out of death into life because we love our brothers. 
But to keep that from just being talk, let's see what verse 16 says. By this we know, love, that he, Jesus, laid down his life for us. That was an action. In many ways, over many days, Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods, you know, money, stuff, a place to stay, and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Okay, so that's, you see how he took us from, we're not just talking love. We need to get down to what it looks like so that we can know it's really taken over our lives. And the two ways that we know it's taken over our lives is, one, we begin to reject and walk away from hate towards other people, which we know really has murder at its heart. And we want to have life at our heart, so we start walking away from hate and we start walking towards deeds of love and truth towards our fellow man, okay? And in this letter, we know that we're being called to, especially to love those of the household of faith, the people of God. We know this because he keeps using the word brother, all right? So we got no warrant to hate anyone, and we have especially the um, responsibility to love indeed and in truth those who are our fellow believers because that's how the world knows who we are, all right? Um, how, how we can see Jesus in these verses is fairly obvious because Jesus was used as the example here. You see this, by this we know love that he laid down his life for us. Jesus is the example of what love looks like in the opinion of God himself. So, and I want to be clear here that um, we are told by Jesus and by Paul and, and throughout the New Testament to lay down our lives for other people. Um, we need to be careful here from thinking he's only referring to the cross. I think you guys know from Jesus's life that we see in um, the Gospels that it's like when your brother's anger with you and you forgive him, that's laying down your life. When he's done something against you and you let it go, when there's a dirty job to be done and you go ahead and jump in and do it because of love for others, it's in many, many ways that we, we lay down our lives for other people. It's not just in the one dramatic way. A lot of us get caught up in that, like, man, okay, if there ever comes an opportunity for me to take a bullet for somebody, I will. That's important, I'm sure, and would be appreciated by the person you took it for. But I wonder if we're willing, yeah, take a bullet for someone, fine. But I wonder if a million different ways now that we in life are we willing to lay down our lives for others. That's what John's calling us to. And that's why in 18 he says, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Okay? All right, guys. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Um, enjoyed this episode with you guys. Let's love one another, and we'll see you next episode.